It's now time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Good day to you everyone out there and welcome in uh, to uh, Cesar Valier High School here in uh, Cesar, Illinois. It is day number one of the Cesar Holiday uh, Tournament. And uh, it is the uh, first round matchup between uh, the Altamont Indians and uh, the Century uh, Centurions. My name is Travis Sparks, and I'm flying solo here this afternoon, and I'll be bringing you the action here on 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM, and Altamont comes in to two of this Cesar tournament, the two seed as the number one seed of Sparta to take care of business in a convincing fashion, winning by 30-plus points in the game here before us. We're starting going to be looking at it a little bit early. We're already ahead of schedule here at the uh, Sessler Tournament. Already four games played prior to uh, this one here, and I'll recap it uh, coming up here in uh, just a little bit. But quick little recap of where Altamont has stands so far in the season. They are 6-3 and three coming into this uh, Sessler Tournament last week of 2022. And, of course, last game for Altamont six days ago on a Tuesday. Last Tuesday was a 48-47 win over Casey, and it was a statement and program win for the Indians beating a state-ranked team in Casey and one of the top five ranked teams in all of 1A as uh, Altamont uh, fell down early on and the game looked eerily similar to the game on uh, a few Saturdays ago against Breeze Central. But uh, Altamont eventually righted the ship there in the second quarter. They took their first lead. It was Jared Hammer with a big and one. And uh, then Casey eventually took the lead back at the half. But kind of Earhart had a seven points in that second quarter alone on Tuesday to uh, kind of help spark the Indians with a little bit of a comeback to take the lead and surge ahead there against the Warriors. And then in the third quarter, Altamont doubled them up, 16-2-8. to outscored Casey on a Tuesday. Uh, Mason Robinson was a big part of that. He had six points, and Avery Yarhouse had a couple of three-pointers as well for his six to help Altamont double up Casey in that quarter. And they led by six after three. And then they eventually hung on a two-win there in the fourth quarter. Mason Robinson with some big free throws down the stretch. Also had a couple of defensive blocks as well. Jared Hamer forced a key travel. And also Coach Neighbury uh, had the MVP of the night being Logan Cornett. As I believe he only had two points in the scorebook, but that's not where he was the MVP of. He was the MVP defensively as he was on Jackson Parcel the entire night. And also Mason Robinson, he played the entire game, all 32 minutes win to uh, Mason there. So those are two guys that helped lead the way. And Logan's defense on Jackson Parsons definitely helped Altamont secure that one-point victory. Of course, Jackson made that three-pointer from half court at the very end to make it a one-point game. But it was a great game last Tuesday. It was one of those games where you kind of want to keep playing. But unfortunately, uh, we were supposed to have a game against Hillsborough on uh, last Thursday. But unfortunately, due to the weather, the snow, and the extreme cold temperatures, Everywhere called off, and Altamont, unfortunately, called their game off as well. And it looks like they're going to just cancel the game. I don't think they're going to try to make it up. That was the last word uh, that I had, that they weren't going to try to uh, make that one up. But uh, here we are almost a week later, and Altamont getting underway here against Century. And we'll get some background information on them here. They are 4-6 and six currently on the season, and uh, they uh, come in uh, with a loss. Last time I had them playing was on Friday the 16th as they lost to Cobden, who's also in uh, this uh, tournament as well. They lost 52-43 or 43 on uh, that night. 
a uh, little back more more background information on a century as uh, they're coming up they have Altamont you know they have about an hour and 20 minute trip here to Sesser well uh, century has about an hour trip they're even an hour more south than here in Sesser as uh, they're kind of right around the Kentucky border and miss and Mississippi River Ohio Valley or Ohio River there in the southern part of Illinois so uh, they had uh, quite a trip coming here today as well and uh, so uh, century began the season with a uh, season opening win and then uh, they dropped their next four games and then they won three out of their last five games coming into this contest here this evening uh, one of the guys that they are led by is Connor Skaggs he's a senior as he was the first guy out here warming up out on the floor and uh, the Centurions are warming up on the uh, court now as I speak down there getting ready for this opening day matchup. I'll recap this Sesser tournament in day number one coming up at halftime. We've already only had one close game so far in this tournament. That's kind of why we're uh, a little bit ahead of schedule. Had some running clocks in the uh, fourth quarter there, and uh, so uh, that's why we're a little bit ahead of schedule. But, you know, we're not doing too bad, especially going four, four games ahead of this one here. So a little more background information on the uh, Sesser tournament. It started all the way back in 1981. And Sesser does have the most tournament titles with a 10. Of course, Woodlawn had that run where they won seven of eight tournaments, and then Woodlawn went on to a different tournament. I think they're down the road in Pinckneyville, and we're only about 20 minutes there from uh, that tournament that I believe starts tomorrow. There's a ton of tournaments going on around the area, and including Altamont has had success in year number three of this tournament. As the very first year, they went all the way to the championship game, and they lost to a Goreville, and if you remember that, Goreville went all the way to the Final Four. They beat that talented Central A&M squad in the same uh, regional or the same sectional that Altamont lost to, and uh, Goreville would have gone to the Final Four, and then, of course, what could have been with the COVID shutting everything down and shutting the state down uh, there took away uh, their opportunity at a state title, but Goreville uh, was in the Final Four that year. And then uh, last year in 2021, uh, Altamont lost in overtime, on, in the semifinals to the host school, Cesar Valier. And then in the third place game, Altamont won against uh, Cobden to take a third place. And that was 45 to uh, 38. So Indians are fairly successful here in, in year number three of their tournament appearance. As we'll see what this year brings in. A lot of respect is being headed towards Altamont, of course. So the seating had already been decided out before the uh, KZ victory, but. Uh, you know, being the two seed in this tournament that has a lot of weight to it, I'm sure as the number one seed of Sparta, they were quite impressive uh, in uh, the game before this one. I was able to uh, catch a glimpse of it, and so they're going to be pretty tough to beat later on. But that comes later. we got to take care of business here before we get to the championship game on uh, Thursday night. And a little schedule reminder because the holiday tournaments are going to be uh, keeping us busy here on our stations and our family of networks. The uh, girls will begin uh, the uh, Mattoon Holiday Tournament uh, tomorrow, and we'll have coverage for you both games tomorrow in the Mattoon Holiday Tournament, but we have different stations. So uh, listen closely as uh, the uh, Lady Indians will begin uh, their first game in the Mattoon Holiday Tournament at 11.30 against Mattoon, and that's going to be right here on Jack, so no changes at all whatsoever. But then their game later on in the afternoon at 3 o'clock uh, the first game of the afternoon session against Muhammad Seymour. That game will actually be over on 98.9 The Game, WHQQ, 
as uh, we're trying to have a balancing act, everyone in limbo with the holiday tournaments as we're covering uh, not one, not two, but three teams here in holiday tournaments. Got Cumberland over in Vandalia at their holiday tournament, and of course you got the boys here at Assessor and the girls up in Mattoon, and we'll have all the coverage no matter what, and we'll have to have different stations, so you might have to take a look at the schedule on our website, fmradio.com, and uh, listen closely to the games to find out where the game is going to be next. But as we have that now, Altamont boys will not be moving at all here on a Jack FM, but unfortunately we have to have the uh, Lady Indians play a little bit of limbo and a little bit of roulette, I guess you would say, for which station that they're on. But it's going to be Jack and uh, 98.9, the game, WHQQ uh, tomorrow. And then uh, we'll just have to wait and see what time are the uh, boys and uh, girls games later on as we do have two games on Wednesday as well. But the first game will be decided at 11.30. And then uh, it all depends on what Altamont does in a pool play. It will be decided on Wednesday night and a Thursday there in the Matt and Holiday Tournament. And here the winner would advance to uh, take on either Johnson City or Waltonville coming up the game of following hours. And that game will either be at 3.30 or 5 o'clock. No matter where the Indians will be, we'll have coverage for you right here on Jack FM as currently over on our sister station, WCRA. Cover the Pirates beginning their Vandalia Holiday Tournament this evening, and they are up against the Flora Wolves coming up in a little bit on a CRA. And then Greenville, Okaw Valley, Shelbyville, Pena, and Vandalia and Chrysler Rock are going to be the three or the six teams that are still yet to play there in Vandalia. So, uh, both teams are done and warmed up, so we're about ready to uh, get this opening round and contest between Altamont and Century underway. So uh, we'll step away and uh, we'll get to the national anthem, and then we will get to the uh, starting lineups and the tip-off of this first-round matchup of the Cesar Holiday Tournament. So we'll be back after the national anthem for the start of this one and the starting lineup and uh, the national anthem. Of course, brought to you by Teamy Insurance Agency. So back in a few moments, you're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FM.
are listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to the Sesser Holiday Tournament. Day number one. Let's see the start of lineup for Century. As we'll start off number three, Samuel Perez, a sophomore, number 11, Connor Skaggs, number 21, Matt Neal, a junior, number 23, Landon Kisner, as a senior, number 53, Jareen and Neal. As for the Altamont Indians, in their technically the home team here today, as is Jared Hamer, number 10, Wyatt Phillips, number 23, Mason Robinson, number 32, Logan Cornett, and number 33, Cannon Earhart. As we're ready to see what tip off this one as Altamont, like I said, they're the home team, so they will win a possession of the basketball. They'll be going right to left on your radio dial. As it looks like the century will start in a little man-to-man defense as Robinson fumbled it a little bit, but they find uh, Earhart down low underneath from Cornette, and it's up and in by Earhart, and it's 2-0 Altamont just underway here in uh, the first-round game between Century and Altamont. As it skags with the basketball, as uh, Century will be going left to right on your radio dial. They'll be in their maroon uniforms here with the white numbers. Here's the road team. As it's Neil out here on the left side, he's looking for someone to hand it off to, but he dribbles, finds the backdoor cut, as that's Nail. He puts up the shot no good, but he's going to get the offensive rebound, and he's looking to go back up with it, and he does, and it's going to be off no good, and rebounded by Robinson. So an offensive rebound there for a century, but can't convert. And Earhart underneath, spin around in the lane, up and in for kind of Earhart. Two for two start for him. He's got all four points. It's four nothing, and we're one minute gone here in the first quarter. As it's Skaggs getting across the ball half court over there to a nail. Nail gives it back over there to Kisner. Drives to the hole. Off the glass and in for Landon Kisner. And it's the first two points for Century. It's four to two. Backdoor cut to Cornette. Lay up and in for Logan Cornette. His first two points. And it's quickly six to two Altamont. 6.35 to go in the opening quarter. There goes Skaggs getting a screen there. They'll get over to a press here on the left wing. He will dribble it close to a center circle. He picks up his dribble as Hammer gets into his face and almost knocked away. There's going to be a foul on Altamont, I'd say. And so it's going to be Kanan there reaching in, and that's going to be the first team foul on Earhart and the first team foul on Altamont. As Neil will look to inbound in front of the Altamont bench, and he gets it into a Skaggs. Skaggs here on the right side. They tried to dump it down in traffic, but it was knocked away, but right in the back into the hands of Skaggs. And he'll go back up top of their circle. Coming up on six minutes to go in the opening quarter. And Phillips is right there in Skaggs' face. Almost forces a turnover there, but they get it over there to Nail out of the right wing. They try to dump it down low to a Neal in the high post. And he's trying to back down Earhart. He goes up with it, and he puts up the shot. Can't get it to fall. Rebounded by Earhart. Now Robinson looking to push with it. Now Cornette quickly up into the front court. He gets it back to Robinson for a three. No good. He airballed it. And Phillips tried to save it from out of bounds, but right in the hands of Skaggs. He brings it across half court, 5.40 to go. It's 6-2 to two out to Mont with the lead. And Skaggs is going to go for a straight-on three. No good. Rebounded by Earhart. And Robinson looking to push. He is in the front court now. Dice dump off to Cornette. Up and in for Logan Cornette. He's got four. And it's 8-2 to two out to Mont here with 5.20 to go in the opening quarter. And it's Skaggs in and across half court now picked up by Phillips now almost stolen away but Nails looking to drive he stops with the runner and he can't get it to fall uh, he's going to go to the free throw line for two shots here for Matt Nail and uh, that might go on Kynan and if it is that's his second and so it'll be a Nail going to the free throw line for two shots here and that will go on Kynan so that is his second foul so I'll have to take a seat and also good news is coach told me in the 
I was with the room earlier that uh, Coleman is back, and uh, so Eric Coleman will do a check back in, and it's nice to see Eric get back in there to the lineup, and he's going to sub in for Earhart, who's played great ball here with uh, without uh, Coleman, and uh, he's going to have to sub out with those two fouls. He's had a nice start here with four points, and also Cornette will take a seat as well, and Avery Yarhouse will check in for the first time, and a nail will be up, and a good. So he goes two for two, and it's eight to four. Altamont with a four-point lead. As uh, Yarhouse in the corner for three. It's off, no good. And Phillips tracks down the offensive rebound. Also a substitution in for a century as well. Get a team in a second, and they're going to dump it down low to Coleman. But Coleman is fouled from behind. So here, Coleman will go to the free throw line here for two shots. And so uh, that foul will go on Matt Nail. His first, the team first on century. As Eric Coleman returning to the lineup, we'll go to the free throw line here. Free throws up and good for Eric. Nice to see the 6'5 senior back into the lineup after battling some illness last couple weeks that kept him out. It's 9 to 4, Altamont with the lead. And a free throw is short, but it's rebounded by Robinson. He tries to go back up with it, and he's fouled. So Mason Robinson will go back to the free throw line here. As he trades places with uh, Coleman, and that's going to be the uh, second team foul on Century. And that's Joe Swalman who gets hit with a foul. Robinson at the free throw line. First one is good. Mason's first point, and it's 10 to 4, 454 to go in the opening quarter. Good start here for the Indians. And Mason Robinson at the free throw line. Second one up, and it's short. No good, and Coleman's fighting for the rebound, and he still can't grab it. He goes over to Hammer. Hammer tries to save her from going out, but he can't do it. So the ball over to a Century. As the Phillips tried to throw it off of a Century player, and it just, uh, no one was home. And it just bounced out of bounds. So Skaggs will get it across half court. He trips and falls as he comes over with it. No one else touches, so it's going to be out of bounds. Two alpha box. And that as the Century's first turnover of the game. Indians will take over, 4.42 to go in the opening quarter. It's 10-4, Indians. And Hamer will walk it across the timeline. He'll go over there on the right side of two, Yarhouse. Yarhouse is at the free throw line. He's looking to drive, puts up the left-handed runner. Is good for Avery. His first two points is 12-4. Coming up on 4.20 to go in the opening quarter. As uh, it's Skaggs getting across the timeline. They're going to do something with it over to Nail on the left wing. Here comes the screen from Neil. He takes it. Nail drives nice uh, over the behind the uh, back pass, and it's going to be a foul underneath on the Indians. And uh, Neil's going to go to the free throw line here for two. And Mason's going to get hit with that foul. His first team third. And uh, so uh, Jareen and Neil, the senior, going to the free throw line. Left it short. No good. It's still 12-4. to four. Dylan Elam will uh, come in uh, for Wyatt Phillips, and Peter Miller will come back in uh, for or come in for the first time before uh, Eric Coleman. And I also have a returner for Caden Crane will come in for Century. It's Neal at the free throw line for a second one. It's good. The one for two there for Darien Neal. That's 12 to 5. Amber looking to push with it. Gives up to Elam. Elam trying to find Robinson up top. He's going to take a three pointer. Yes! Three-pointer for Mason Robinson. And he's got four. It's 15-5. to Ten-point lead for Altamont. 3.50 to go here in the opening quarter. It's Skaggs. He's going to dribble off of his foot. And it's going to go out of bounds. 
I'm going to say it was last touched by Alpha, and then it's uh, official in front of me. It says, nope, it's Alpha basketball. And so Century will turn it over there, their second turnover on the opening quarter, and they are down double digits to Alpha. Over to Yarhouse in the left corner, now pass it over to Robinson. Robinson, cross-court pass to Hammer on the right side, and now they'll clear things out. Set the volleyball line of directing some traffic here. As you'll go over to Avery. Avery looking for that backdoor cut to Robinson, but he gets it back up top to Hammer. He gets it back to Yarhouse on the corner for three. He's open, and in and out. No good. And rebounded there by Nail for Century. 3.20 to go here in the opening quarter. Century brings it up down by 10. And a nail fumbles the ball a little bit. They get it to Neal. Neal going one-on-one with Miller. And a nail puts up the shot. Can't get it to go. And rebounded by Kata Miller. Now it's Elam pushing up to Yarhouse. Yarhouse spin around in the lane. Layup. Nice move by Yarhouse. Press the circle button on that one. Spun right around him. And it's 17-5, to Altamont. But 2.50 to go in the opening quarter. And Elam almost knocks it away. And he does knock it away. Dylan Elam gets the steal. He wasn't going to go with it. Coast to coast. Off of the glass and in. Of our Dylan Elam. Get the steal and the foul. And so Dylan Elam, we go to the line for the N1. And uh, that's going to be a foul on Anna Kisner for Century. And uh, that's going to be their team's third foul. And they got a whole host of substitutions here. And so does Altamont as well. Uh, kind of an error returning. Logan Cornett is back in there. And I think Wyatt Phillips is back in, too. Yeah, so it's uh, Miller, Robinson, and Hamer all taking a seat. But it's Elam at the free throw line for the old-fashioned three-point play. And it's going to be no good. And it's going to be tipped out by Earhart. But uh, it does make the score 19-5 to at 2.44 to go here in the first quarter. It's been a great start from the field for Altamont. They really could do no wrong here in this opening quarter. And having a little bit of trouble, and it was stolen away by Cornette on the inbound. So another turnover there for Century. Phillips finds himself up into the corner for a three. Slash it home for Wyatt Phillips. And now it is 22-5. Up on the 2.30 to go in the first quarter. And so it's Skaggs looking to direct traffic. And they get it over to a nail up top in between the circles. As Nail lost it on the way to the hole, and he gets it back to him as Skag saved it from out of bounds. They're called a jump ball, an alternate possession arrow keeps it here with Century. And so it looks like uh, Crane will look inbound there on the baseline, and uh, Nail will take a seat for the first time today, and then Kisner will come back in. And it's Crane looking inbound there on the baseline. They get it in to uh, down low, puts up the shot up and in. And it's 22-7. to seven. Coming up on two minutes to go as they pass it down low to Earhart. Earhart lost it on the way up, but Earhart is going to be fouled, so he's going to go to the line to shoot two here. See that last basket was by Kobe Moore rushing. And it's going to be Earhart shooting two here. First free throw up and in. That makes it 23-7. to seven. Looks like Perez will come back in though, for Century as well. Aaron at the line. He made his first. And he misses his second, but the battle for the rebound. Yarhouse battling for it, and it's finally come away with for Century. 
And uh, they'll get it across half court. That's Crane. They'll go over there. And it's going to be stolen away by Elam. Elam looking to go coast to coast. Play it up and in for Dylan Elam. His second basket, 25 to 7. A minute 30 to go in the first quarter. Picture perfect start you want for the Indians here in this first round matchup as they'll go over cross court pass to a Kisner. Kisner's looking to drive. And Kisner's going to be fouled. They're going to get Altamont with the reach in there. They're going to get that one on Avery Arhouse. His first team of fourth. Kaden Miller will check back in for Earhart. Dylan Elam will take a seat. And Mason Robinson will return. And the nail will come back in. And so will Neal as well. And one more. Skaggs also returns as well. So all five starters in there for century. But it'll be Neal looking to get an inbound here on the baseline. Gets it into Skaggs. Skaggs on the corner. Goes up, and that's going to be a travel. As the uh, thought about re-thought his decision up in the air. Phillips is right there in his face, and that's a travel. So that's a six turnover I have Century down for in this opening quarter. And a Phillips has it here on in the left corner. As we'll get over to a Robinson. Robinson will pass cross court to Yarhouse. Yarhouse on the right side. And the two of Miller. Miller with a little ball fake. They'll swing it around to Robinson. Shot for three. In and out. No good. And the rebound's going to go to uh, Neal for Century. We're under a minute to go here. 52 seconds left in the first quarter. Skaggs will hand it off to a Perez. Perez dribbles at the top of the key. Almost had it knocked away by Cornette, but he is back and dribbles back more towards the timeline. Now he directs over to some help, and he picked up his dribble, fires into the paint. And it's going to be almost taken away there by Cornette. But instead, there's going to be a loose ball foul on Altamont. And they're going to call that on Wyatt Phillips, his first team fifth. Should be. Garhouse will take a seat. And Eric Coleman will come back in. So we got Phillips, Robinson, Cornette, Miller, and Coleman out there on the floor. He'll look to get it in. It was knocked away by Coleman and picked off by Coleman as well. Hands off to Robinson. He's looking to run with it with 30 seconds left. Up and in. Count the basket. And the foul for Mason Robinson. And he's going to go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. That's a 20-point lead for Altamont. 27-7. And Robinson will go to the line for the end one. As Century just trying to find anything that works here. As that last foul went on, Connor Skaggs, his first team fifth as well. Neil will take a seat. And it looks like Drew Dillo will check in for the tray. And in one free throw for Robinson is good. He's got seven in this opening quarter. It's 28 to seven. And there's going to be a foul on the inbounds as Perez hit the deck for Century, but going to be out of bounds and stays right here with the Torians. And they're actually going to get Phillips with a foul there. Huh? So it's going to be the 16th foul on Altamont. About the only thing that they've done wrong here so far is Phillips and Earhart are both in foul trouble. Almost picked off there on the inbounds, but they do get it in as Perez has it in the front court here. He throws it wildly, and if it was a pass or a shot, I'm not sure, but it's going to be a tipped out, and they're going to say, it was last touch by Altamont, so it stays right here with Century. Uh, 20.5 seconds left in the opening quarter. It's Indians 
And it's going to be a Dilla with the inbounds pass on the baseline there. A little bit of high pass for Skaggs, but he gets it down. 18 seconds left. Skaggs will dribble it a little bit. Mishandle there, but he gets it back. He gets a screen up at the top of the key. Now 10 seconds left. Picked up his dribble over to Perez. Perez with five seconds left. Potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PeakinInsurance.com. And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. Let Kramer Pharmacy keep you healthy this holiday season. All of our staff in Altamont and Teutopolis would like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good luck, Indians. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to day number one of the Sutter Holiday Tournament as Altamont with a great opening quarter there. 28-7, to 7, they have the lead here as Century just trying to find some lineups that work and Altamont just subbing in and out like as they usually do as well, keeping the fresh guys out there as well as a couple in foul trouble. They immediately pass down to Kata Miller, puts up the shot, count the basket, and the foul for Kata Miller. He's going to go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. That makes it 32-7. Altamont with the lead here. That's going to be the sixth team foul on a century and the second one on Matt Nail. Both teams with six now, so early a bonus opportunity. And one free throw from Miller is up and in. His first three points is 31-7. to seven. And uh, Skaggs will get it across half court as the only starter that is not in for Altamont is Kata Miller. Everybody else is starters. Last several games. It's going to be Perez knocked away by Miller, and it's going to be immediately a foul. And I think it's going to get on a century. And it is. It's going to be uh, the seventh-team foul there. And so Kata Miller with a nice steal. And then a foul immediately afterwards by Citri. And it'll be uh, Kata Miller at the line for one-on-one. Trying to add to this impressive first half for the Indians. Miller's free throw up. And it's no good. And Earhart fighting for the rebound. But it's going to come away with by Neal. And so it remains a 31-7 game here. As the Skaggs will get it across half court, picked up by Yarhouse. And it's going to be picked off by Robinson. Robinson going the other way, layup up, and he tried to dunk it, but it uh, was a little short, but it uh, fell down, rolled off the rim, and it was 33-7. And so Robinson finishes the steal, and another steal. This time Hammer knocked it away. Hammer gets it up the floor. Robinson down low to Miller, up and in for Kata Miller. Five points here in the second quarter for Kata Miller. It's 35 to a 7. 6.50 to go here in the second quarter. Skaggs, and this one's picked off as well. Robinson the other way, and he tried a two-hand dunk this time, but it uh, fell down, and it's 37 to 7. So the first time he tried the one hand, that time he tried the two hands, but either was a little short, and they rolled in. 30-point lead of four outs, and it's going to be 
Earhart going to pick up a, a foul there as they were looking to go over the back trying to get it to uh, uh, Kisner there. And so Earhart's going to pick up his uh, third and the team's seventh as well. So centering in the bonus and uh, full sale substitutions here. Phillips, Coleman, Cornette, Elam come in for the Indians as Hamer, Robinson, Earhart, and um, Kata Miller taking a seat. So uh, the only one that stayed in was Avery. And so the one-on-one free throws for Kisner is a short, no good, rebounded by Cornette. So it's still a 30-point advantage for Altamont, 6.20 to go in the second quarter. As Yarhouse has it here on the left side, and Elam's wide open, uh, but they can't get it to him as it was knocked away momentarily, but Altamont gets it back as it's going to be Elam with the ball, cross-court pass to Yarhouse. Yarhouse a little ball fake, and now he dribbles it back out. And cross-court pass to Phillips here on the baseline. As he's looking to do something with it, up top to Elam for three. Splashes it home for Dylan Elam. He's got seven, and it's 40-7, to Altamont. 5.50 to go here on the opening half. And it's going to be a Skaggs over there to a nail in the right corner. Guys on drive baseline, stop and pop, and short, no good. Battle for the rebound goes into the hands of Cornette. Yarhouse looking to 2-0 push it the other way. Yarhouse looking to go all the way with a runner off the glass and in for Avery. He's got seven as well. It's 42-7. Five twenty to go here in the uh, second quarter. Now it's Skaggs on the right wing. Skaggs gets a screen there from Perez. Now Skaggs in between the circles now. Picked up by a Yarhouse. And Skaggs still dribbling the ball with it. Yes, it's not close enough for a five-second. As Skaggs will pass over in the corner to a nail. They go to Neal down low. Puts up the shot. Is up no good. And Coleman's going to fight for the rebound, and he gets it. So Eric Coleman rips down the rebound. Going to be Elam. Cross-court pass to Yarhouse. Yarhouse drives. Puts up the shot. Can't get it to fall. partially blocked as well. But Coleman tracks down the loose ball. Now it's ball reset. Phillips on the wing, passes in the corner to uh, Yarhouse. Now back to uh, Phillips. Phillips going for the alley-oop to Cornet, and it's off the glass. No, but Coleman went back up with it. He can't get it to go either. And it's partially blocked by Neal. And after all that, it's going to be Century with the ball. Try for an alley-oop, try for the putback for Coleman, but nothing going there on that trip for Altamont. 4.15 to go here in the second quarter. Almost knocked away by Yarhouse, but it gets over there to uh, Kisner. I think it's back to a nail. Nail with a couple of dribbles. He's looking to do something with it. And cross-court pass picked off by Phillips. Phillips is all alone. And layup up and in for Wyatt. His fifth point is 44-7. to And Century wants a timeout. As Altamont and Prellering and their will here. I'll take a quick 30 as well. It's 44-7. to Altamont with the lead. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball. Jack Evans. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. 
Welcome back here to day number one of the Cesar Holiday Tournament. And we're under four minutes to go in the opening half, and it's been all Indians here. 44-7 to they lead. And it's going to be immediately picked off by Cornette, but he can't control the ball, so he'll stay right here with a century. It was almost picked off. Aaron uh, Solman's going to inbound just to the left of Altamont's bench here. As it's been impressive, to say the least, so far here for Altamont. It's going to be a three-pointer. It's off. No good. And it's going to be rebounded there by Earhart. As it's going to be Robinson getting across half court. Over to Elam on the left side. Get back to Robinson. Robinson gets it back to Elam. Elam now. They'll swing it here on the perimeter to Yarhouse. Yarhouse says, thought about a drive. because off to Earhart. Short little jumper in the paint. Good for kind of Earhart. His seventh point as well. And it's 46-7. to seven. Coming up on three minutes to go in the half. As it's going to be Kisner picking up the basketball. He's a little bit trapped and gets off there to a nail. Nail with the ball here at the volleyball line. He gets it over there to Solomon. It's going to be picked off by Elam. And so that's going to be a sixth turnover here for Century in this quarter. Yarhouse the other way for a three. It's good. Three-pointer for Avery. And he's got nine now. And it's 49-7. to seven. As it's going to be Solman with the ball here on the right wing. And they'll get it over there to Crane. Crane with a couple of fake outs. And he'll back it back out to the midcourt stripe now. It's Solomon here on the left wing. Gives off to a nail. Nail's going to fire a three-pointer. Can't get the ball either, but it's going to be rebounded up and in. There. For Ryan Stewart, that's his first basket as it's going to be Robinson. Thought about a three, but it's a little fake over to Elam. Shot for a three is good. Another three-pointer there for Dylan Elam, his second one in this quarter, 52-9. to nine. As it's going to be Crane on the left wing, and it's going to be picked off by Earhart. Another steal here for the Indians. Minute 50 to go here in the second quarter. 52 to 9, Altamont with the lead. As it's going to be Elam. Cross court pass to Yarhouse. Yarhouse underneath the basket is over to Elam. Shot for three. It's good. Another one for Dylan Elam. His third in this quarter alone. 55 to 9. Minute 30 to go. And it's going to be a nail getting over there to. Solomon, and it's going to be, uh, they were trying to get it in the post, but it was uh, thrown away. Another turnover for a century. Mass substitutions here for the Indians as, nope, actually only two. I thought I saw a bunch of other ones run in there as Yarhouse and Cornette take a seat and Hammer, and Phillips comes back in as well. Yeah, that Robinson. Either way, it's Hammer, Elam, Phillips. Earhart and Robinson out there on the floor now. Coming up on a minute to go in the opening half. It's Earhart. Touch pass to Elam. Up and off the glass and in. Dylan have a nice first half here. 57-9. His first field goal in this quarter. That wasn't a three. Got three of them. And that's going to be off no good there by Crane. A rebounded by Robinson. 48 seconds left. Robinson up to Elam. And the pass was just a little bit too far out of Elam's reach. And that's going to be a turnover there for Altamont. I may have missed one earlier, but it is the first mark I have down for them in the turnover department here. 
And it's going to be Elam taking a seat and Avery coming back in. We've got Justin Wright coming in for Century. As it's Solomon getting across half court, 35 seconds left. And that's Wright getting it down low. And it's going to be knocked away, but it stays right here with Century. Trying to get it down low to Dunning. 31.3 left. Coming up at halftime, I'll recap the uh, day so far here at uh, Sesser and you're going to notice that just how the way this game is going, it's going to be the theme of the day. And they try to dub it down low to a Dunning back out. Shot for a three by Crane is off. No good. And there's going to be a foul fighting for the loose ball. And uh, there's going to be a foul on a century. So it's going to be Dunning. And who's going to walk to the free throw line? That's Mason Robinson. Because we're still in the one-on-one bonus. That's the eighth team foul. On a century. 21.1 left in the half. It's been all Alphamont here. Yeah, 50-point lead here. As Robinson. Free throw line. First one is good, so he'll get another. Mason has 12 points here in this first half. As... Free throw is up so good. So two for two there for Robinson. He makes it a 50-point game. 59-9. to nine. 18 seconds left. As it's going to be Crane getting across half court. Nearly thrown away. But Stewart down low. It's a Dunning. Uh, jumper is no good. Robinson with seven seconds left. He's looking to run behind the back pass. The yard out. A little bit too hot to handle. And Crane is going to have to. Nope. He tries for a pass. And that's going to do it for the first half of play. So. After one half, it is all Altamont here by 50, 59 to 9 here on the first day of the Sessor Holiday Tournament. So we'll be back here in a few minutes as I tabulate the first half totals and also try to track down a score or two, but I make no promises here as it is a 59 to 9 Altamont with the lead over Century. After one half of play, so I'll be back in a few moments. You're listening to my Indians Basketball here on Jack FN. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. 
Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. Let Kramer Pharmacy keep you healthy this holiday season. All of our staff in Altamont and Teutopolis would like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good luck, Indians. Ah, there it is. That unmistakable sound of an ice-cold Pepsi to get you through another holiday season. Yes, the holidays can really crank those Pepsi cravings into overdrive. It's like you look away for half a second and then bang! You're dancing the holiday hustle just to keep up. Remember to pause. Refuel. With a refreshing and always delicious two-liter of Pepsi or diet Pepsi. Give thanks and pass the Pepsi. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to uh, day number one of the uh, Sether Holiday uh, Tournament here in Sether, Illinois. Uh, Sether Valier High School is in uh, game number, well, game number five of the day. First game of the afternoon uh, session. It has been all Altamont there in uh, that uh, first half. At least 59-9 to nine in uh, this one. 50-point lead uh, for uh, the Indians. Uh, it's coming up all recap day, uh, the uh, first day here of the uh, tournament. And I uh, see that the two teams that will be uh, facing off after this game have arrived. And they're just kind of uh, sitting in, watching in all a little bit as what Altamont has been able to showcase here as uh, Johnson City and Waltonville, they are awaiting uh, the uh, game to conclude and they will begin their game after Altamont and the winner of that which looks like to be after one half of play will be Altamont. They will play at 5 o'clock and, uh, tomorrow here and we'll have coverage for you Jack FN. And uh, let's take a look at the first half numbers here for the Altamont Indians as they have uh, almost uh, four guys in uh, or three guys in double figures as they're led in the scoring by Dylan Elam yeah, it's 15 points, including three three-pointers there in that second quarter. He had 11 in the second quarter alone for his 15 points. Mason Robinson has 13 points in the opening half. Avery Arhouse had nine. We have also uh, Kenan Earhart with seven. We have two players with five. We have Wyatt Phillips with five. And we also have Kaden Miller with five points as well. 
here. Uh, Logan Cornett has four points, all coming in the uh, first quarter of action. And Eric Coleman, who's seen some time here on the floor, and I see him back in the uh, lineup out there uh, playing on the court. He has a, a point in this game on a, a free throw there in the first quarter. As a forest century, uh, they have a couple points sprinkled around here or there. It's Matt Nell. He has two points. Landon Kisner, he also has two. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brian Stewart has two. And uh, Jareen Neal, he has a, a point. And I did have two points in uh, the uh, scorebook as a player on a century. I don't have his number in uh, the uh, scorebook, so I apologize uh, for uh, that. But uh, at the half, it's 59-9. to nine. Altamont with quarters of 28 and 31 for their 59. And a century with quarters of 7 and a 2 for their first half totals. Let's take a look at what has happened so far in the day number one of the Sessler tournament, as you'll definitely see a, a theme as it is uh, start of the day is Redbud. They got the victory over Thompsonville, 71 to 24. And Redbud advances to take on Goreville in the next round as uh, Goreville defeated Cobden, 68 to 29. So it'll be a Thompsonville versus Cobden at 9 a.m. tomorrow and Redbud versus Goreville in the championship side of the bracket at 10.30. It was Christopher getting the four-point win over Mr. Cortoville, 48-2-44, and that has been the closest game of the day so far as the Christopher advances to the 130 game to take on the number one seed, Sparta, as they picked up the win over Ziegler Royalton. Didn't catch a final score in that one, but also that one was a 30-point running clock in the fourth quarter. We're well on our way to that one here, folks, so... Uh, Sparta advances on to 130 to take on Christopher. And at noon, it'll be uh, Marissa Coulterville take on uh, Ziegler Royalton. And uh, the winner of Altamont, like I mentioned, will take on the winners of Johnson City or Waltonville at 5 o'clock. And the loser of this game would slide into the 330 game tomorrow. So, again, I wanted to update you on the uh, schedule here on our airwaves. We have over on WCRA, we have the Cumberland Pirates against Flora as it's the opening day there of the Vandalia Holiday Tournament. And the girls will be on the air tomorrow as they're on two different stations here on our family of networks. The game at 11.30 a.m. will be against Mattoon, and that will be the first game for the ladies at the Mattoon Holiday Tournament. And uh, that will be right here on Jack. So you don't have to worry about switching stations here at 11.30 at least. And then the boys will also return here to uh, the Sesser Tournament, and they'll stay here on Jack. They came at 3.30 for the girls, or 3 o'clock, I should say, uh, against Muhammad Seymour tomorrow. That'll be over on 98.9 The Game, WHQQ. Same station that you listen to, Cardinals Baseball. That's the same station that the ladies will be on uh, tomorrow at 3 o'clock. But the first game at 11.30 will be here on Jack. And wherever the boys play, of course, we'll have it here on Jack FM. Then on Wednesday, the girls' game will be over on, will be right here on Jack against Olney. And then the second game of the day, that time is still up in the air, depending on how pool play shakes out. But that one will be on WCRA, and the boys will stay here on Jack no matter what. And a Thursday, well, both is up in the air at least times, and well, we'll have them as we're trying to play limbo here on our family of networks. We have three teams and three stations to play with here on our family of networks, but somewhere we'll have boys basketball for Altamont, girls basketball for Altamont, and a Cumberland boys as well. So a holiday tournament keeping everyone busy here around 
the uh, state and around the area. So it was an impressive first half there as Altamont not only had them down for one turnover, where they uh, forced a ton of turnovers there for a century. They had seven in the first quarter and then nine in that uh, second quarter alone. So uh, Altamont will have uh, their starters back out there on the floor tonight. It's Earhart, Robinson, Hammer, Phillips, and Cornette to begin the game. And uh, the uh, Century will also have uh, their starting five out there as well. It'll be Skaggs starting off the basketball. So Century will start off with the ball here to start in the second half, and it'll go right to left on your radio dial. And the shot was short and rebounded by Hammer there as Hammer looks to fire it up the court to Phillips. Phillips here on the left wing, and Altamont will be a left to right on your radio dial here in the second half. Hammer will get the ball over to Phillips, saying uh, Phillips, they're going to do something with it. They're trying to dump the ball down low, but it was denied there. And Hammer over to Phillips in the corner. They'll dump it to Earhart. Earhart back out to Phillips. They'll swing over to Hammer. Hammer back to uh, Phillips. As Altamont trying to work a little ball control here. And to uh, Cornette. Cornette spins her out to Robinson. One-handed uh, fire to uh, Phillips. Runner is off. No good. A fight for the rebound. Goes to Nail for Century. And it'll be Skaggs walking across the timeline. We're a minute gone here in the third quarter. No one scored so far. It's still 59-9. to As Skaggs get over on the right side to Nail, nearly poked away by Cornette. But Nail still doesn't have possession of He tries to throw it off of Cornette's leg, and Cornette goes down and picks it off. So it'll be uh, the uh, first turnover of the half, fourth century. As Hamer will get a ball, Indians with a 50-point lead. They over to uh, Phillips in the corner. Now they'll pass it down low to Earhart. Earhart up and under off the glass. Can't get it to fall. Battery rebounded by Kisner. Either team has scored here. 6.20 to go in the third. As it's going to be picked off by Cornette. Cornette looking to run the other way. Layup off the glass and in for Cornette. And he's got six points now at 61-2-9. Altamont with a big lead. Going up on six minutes to go in the third. As it's Nail you know, over there, two Skaggs on the left wing. Now Skaggs with a screen up top. Skaggs will drive, and he can't get it to fall, but he's going to go to the free throw line here for two shots. For Connor Skaggs, he was held scoreless there in the opening quarter. And uh, Phillips is going to get hit with that foul, his third, a team first of the second half. And so it's going to be a Skaggs at the free throw line. And uh, Skaggs will be free throw. Can't get it to fall. No good. Only one field goal there in the second quarter for Century as we got Caden uh, Crane coming in uh, for Perez. Skaggs will be at the line. Missed his first free throw. But still scoreless here in the third. Hasn't made a point quite a while, and then he breaks the streak there. Finally in the double digits for a century, it's 61-10. to 10. As Hamer gets it across half court, over to a Phillips. Phillips cross-court pass, they get it to Hamer. Hamer, cross-court pass to a Phillips. Phillips from the corner for three. Yes. Splashes it home, three-ball corner pocket for Wyatt, and that's eight points for him. It's 64-10. to 10. And it is Nail in across half court, and immediately Altamont's going to pick up a foul there. 
and they're going to get a foul on Logan Cornett, his first, team second. And there was a, a sub in as Crane came into the game there. Or maybe it was Neil. Neil actually came into the game. Runner by Skaggs is off no good. Rebounded by Earhart. Phillips. Or Robinson up to Cornette. Five minutes to go here in the third. As Hamer gets over there to Phillips. Cross-court pass to Hamer. Hamer looking to drive. Gets it off to Robinson. Finds Cornette down low. Can't get it to fall. But Earhart with the rebound. And now tomorrow reset. But Robinson's going to fire a three. Can't get it to fall. Fight for the rebound is going to go to Neal for Century. And a couple opportunities there for the Indians couldn't fall as Neal will go with a runner. Bounces in. It's like a couple bounces off the rim and in. 64-12. Coming up on a 4.28 to go. As looks like we got a 5 in, a 5 out coming for the Indians on the next dead ball. Hammer tries to fire it down low, but finds the way to Phillips, and he's going to shuffle his feet with it, and that's going to be out of bounds to Century. Five for five line change here. Avery Arrow, Dylan Elam, Ada McManaway coming in, Eli Miller, and Akata Miller coming in for out tomorrow. But all Indians here today, 64 to 12, well on their way to the championship side of the bracket. Here to take on Johnson City or Waltonville coming up after we're done. As they're going to get it over there on the left wing to Nail. Nail looking to do something with it, being harassed by Elam. And now it's going to be the runner. Can't get it to fall, left it short. A rebound there by Kata Miller. Dylan Elam looking to run with it. Had 11 points there in that second quarter. Yard out for three. Good. Splashes it home for Avery, his second three of the night. And it's 12th point for him, and it's 67-12. Altamont with 3.35 to go in the third. Gags with a runner off the glass and in. His third point for Connor Skaggs in the quarter. And it's McManaway getting over to Eli Miller. Ups it down to Caden. Back to Eli. Swinging on the perimeter there to McManaway. Now Elam down low to Caden Miller. Out to McManaway. Shot for a three. Lines it up. Can't get it to fall. And rebounded there by Nate, by Neal. Went up on three minutes to go in the third. And it's going to be a spin-around jumper. Can't get it to fall. Same team, guys. As Kata Miller got the rebound there. Gets it off to McManaway. McManaway over to Yarhouse. They find Eli Miller. Finds McManaway up at the top of the key. Now over to Elam. And Elam on the wing is over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse over to McManaway. Now Yarhouse. It's a back up top to McManaway in between the circles. Now swinging on the perimeter to Eli Miller. Over to McManaway. Back to Eli Miller. Shot for a three in the corner. Can't get it to fall. And rebounded there by Kisner. Skaggs will get it across half court. They're going to do something with it. And he puts up the turnaround jumper. It's partially blocked by McManaway. And rebounded by Kata Miller. Altamont gets the ball up the floor. That's Dylan Elam looking to drive inside. Stops and pops. And in and out, no good. But Kata Miller for the board. Off the glass, too strong. And Eli Miller comes away with the rebound. He puts the shot up, but he's going to be fouled. So Eli Miller will go to the free throw line here for a couple. So 
That's going to be in Neal's first foul, team first foul as well. And Eli Miller will be at the free throw line. And Eli, free throw up and good. Avery Yarhouse will take a seat. And Alec Yarhouse will come in. And Dylan Neal will take a seat as well. And uh, Nate Stimke will will come in for the first time uh, today as well. So you got Alec Yarhouse, Ada McManaway, Eli Miller, Kaden Miller, and Nate Stimke. Eli Miller, free throw up and good. Two for two there for Eli. 69 to 14. And it's going to be Nail getting across half court. Over there to Crane. Crane on the right side, guarded by Alex. And it's going to be a free throw line jumper off no good. Kaden Miller can't handle the rebound, though. And it's going to be an offensive board for Century. Three pointer is off no good. Left it short there by right. And it's going to be rebounded there by Crane. Crane over to Nail. Minute 28 to go. In the quarter, it's going to be picked off by Eli Miller. Eli Miller looking to run with it. Finds McManaway. Layup. Can't get it to fall. Left it short. Kaden Miller there for the rebound, though. Let's a couple of defenders go by. Up and in. For Kaden Miller. That's his seventh. And it's 71-14. Coming up on a minute to go in the third. And they'll go over to Bowman. Bowman over there to Crane on the right side. Gets the screen over to right. Now the fire a pass down low is almost picked off, and they get it off to Crane. Over to the corner to right, 50 seconds left in the quarter. And it's going to be a shot put up, and no good. Rebounded by Kaden Miller. That's Kisner over there with a the shot. Up to Eli Miller, hand off to McManaway on the wing. Now over to Alec Garhouse. Alec is over there to Eli Miller. Now it's going to be picked off. It is picked off by Solman. He's looking to go, oh, and he goes up, and it's no good. But it's going to be rebounded by Crane. He throws up the wild shot. No good. And rebounded by McManaway with 20 seconds left. McManaway gets across half court over to uh, Stimke. Now it's going to be uh, McManaway. They uh, go over to Akata Miller on the baseline now to Eli Miller. We got five seconds left. Stimke behind the back pass over to Akata Miller up and in. He's got nine. It's 73 to 14, and the long shot is no good. So after three quarters, it's going to be a quick fourth one as we got a lead of 73-14 for Altamont, and we'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Altamont Indians Basketball here on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Payne, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Sesser and day number one of the Sesser Holiday Tournament as Altamont has lead 73-14. Fourth quarter is going to go quick with the continuous running clock with the 30-point advantage here in the fourth quarter. And it's going to be Altamont starting off with the basketball. It's going to be a cross-court pass to Eli Miller. Almost picked off there, but there's going to be a foul there on uh, Salman for the tram. And that's going to be the team second. And Salman's second foul. So it's going to be a McManaway getting across half court. They get over to Eli Miller. Now over to a Stimke. And it's going to be a backdoor pass there running the baseline. Back out to Eli Miller. Going to be to Alec Yarhouse. Now to Eli Miller. He's going to drive, but he's going to shuffle his feet, and it's going to be a turnover there for Altamont. Only a 14-point third quarter there for Altamont. They did hold Century to only five points. I say only 14 because they scored 31 in the second, 28 in the first. 73-14, Altamont with the lead, 6.50 to go in the game. And it's going to be Solomon dribbling the ball around, trying to get a steal there with McManaway. Now they get over, left it short, no good. There by Dunning, and it's going to be rebounded there by Altamont, and Solomon's going to run and tap it out of bounds, so it stays right here with Altamont. As it'll be our house getting it in there to McManaway. Now over to Eli Miller. Thought about the straight on three, but thinks better of it. Now to McManaway. Shot for a three is off, no good, and a tipped out, and it's going to be rebounded there. And it's going to be a McManaway to a Yarhouse. Now Stimke, he's going to fire up the shot, and it's good. Or Stimke, his first two points of the day at 75-14. Went up on a 5.50 to go in the game. As a Solomon. Right over there, and it's picked off by Hayden Siebert, I believe that is. Not listed on the roster. And it's a three-pointer for Alec Yarhouse. He left it short. No good. And rebounded there by Century. And it's going to be uh, Perez getting across half court. Trying to work it against McManaway. Now over two is Solomon. Solomon shot for a three. Left it short. And the rebound goes to McManaway. And McManaway trying for that pass to Yarhouse. And Eli Miller is going to just stop as there was a collision by a couple of uh, Century players, and uh, I think that is uh, Perez, who's uh, still down. There's a, a nasty collision there, and I think they either collided elbows to head or maybe even went head-to-head there. But both players are up. It's a nice round of applause there, and Perez will take a seat on the bench as well as uh, the other player that he collided with there. That's Adam Take that he collided with as well. So another sub uh, coming in uh, for Altman as Caden Davis will check in uh, for the first time. They get to Eli Miller, shot for three, no good, but Davis is there for the board. It's put back, can't get it to fall. And rebounded by Century. 75-14 coming up on five minutes to go in the game. As it's going to be a Solomon. Putting up the free throw line jumper, can't get it to fall, and Altamont is going to let it go out of bounds, and it'll go over to the Indians. 
4.45 to go, and uh, counting continues running clock here at 75-14 out the mile. As they look like they will slide into the 5 o'clock slot tomorrow as Alligar House shot for a three, can't get it to fall. But Eli Miller there with uh, the board. There are two as Stimke. Give me now to Caden Davis in the shot for a corner for three, no good. And the battle for the rebound goes to a century. That is Dunning who got that board. That's Crane with it, and it's going to be not only stolen away by Alec Garhouse, they're going to get a tie-up. And actually, they're going to get a foul on Alec. So, thought that Alec did a good job there of getting a reach-in and forcing the jump ball, but they have a foul on Alec, his first team first as well, or his first team a third, I should say. Almost picked off there by Caden Davis. They get over there. As Kobe drives to the hole, can't get it to fall, but he gets it back. Trying to spin around, and Mulaney lost it, but uh, now he's going to dribble back out. That's going to be over there to Crane. A fires a pass, cross-court pass there. It's going to be picked off and stolen away, but immediately taken right back by Century. And they go to the hole, and an extra pass up, and it's good. Kobe Moore Ramsey with that basket. And it's going to go over to Yarhouse, over to a Siebert. Now they go to Eli Miller for three. Can't get it to fall short. And rebounded by Century. Three, coming up about three minutes to go in the game. 75-16. And there's going to be a, going to say Century stepped on the baseline there. So it'll be a turnover to Altamont. Ada McManaway comes back in. And Eli Miller will take a seat. About 2.50 to go in the game. 75-16. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No doubt that Altamont will win. But it's what is the winning margin going to be? As it'll be over to uh, Davis. Now to McManway at the top of the key. Stimke has there on the left wing. Now to uh, Allegar House. Now they go back to Alec. Now to McManaway. Directing traffic over to a Siebert, now to a Davis. They thought about a three, but he gives it back off to McManaway. Over to Alec, now they go to a Siebert. Nice extra pass to Stimke, and it's good. For Nate Stimke, his second bucket, 77-16. Coming up on uh, two minutes to go. It's two minutes exactly to go in this fourth quarter. As it's Crane passing it down low there, and it's going to be nearly picked off, and Davis. He's going to steal it, and he's going to try to keep the handle of it. He's going to go up with it, and no good. But Siebert's there for the board, and he can't get a shot to fall either. And uh, it's going to be rebounded by Century. So uh, Davis did a nice job there of stealing the ball and trying to get it through traffic. as had a defender right in front of him, and Siebert tried to do the same thing, but just couldn't get the ball there. And they're going to go pass it down low, and uh, that's going to be a... Foul there on the reach by Altamont. And Aiden McManaway is going to get hit with that foul. Eli Miller is going to return. And uh, Siebert is going to take a seat. Minute 10 to go in the game. 77-16. Indians with the big advantage. As they go a pass into a crane. And uh, they find uh, Stewart there. They go a down low to take, and then there's going to be a foul on Altamont. We're under a minute to go. It's 50 seconds left in the game. 
Altamont will face the winner of this next game between Johnson City, the seventh seed, or Waltonville at 5 o'clock tomorrow, and we'll have it for you right here on Jack FM. 35 seconds left. Free throw is up and good for take. And that's his first point. That makes it 77 to 17. Coming up here at 24 seconds left, and this one is good. So two for two there for Adam Take. 77-18. And we got uh, 10 seconds left, and I think they're just going to hold it. As Nope, Davis is going to fire the three. It's good for Caden Davis. Three-pointer there, and that makes it 80-18. And that's going to do it. That's your final score. And uh, there was actually a late three-pointer as well. As I think that was Keiku made that last three, so never mind. Uh, the final score is 82-21 as they counted that last bucket. But a 59-point win for Altamont in round number one of the Cesar Holiday Tournament as uh, Altamont was impressive uh, to uh, say the least as they had everything uh, going uh, tonight here as they had the three ball falling, they had the steals, and uh, just a uh, overall everyone getting in the scorebook. Everyone that play or everyone that came here dressed got into a play, and uh, so uh, always a great opportunity when you have that happen. As Altamont with the win, 80-21, they advance to round number two and the championship side of the assessor tournament. Impressive fashion, 80 to 21. We'll catch up with Coach Avery here in just a few moments. And we'll be back to wrap this one up. You're listening to Outline Needs Basketball here on Jack FM. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our Easy C vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. Let Kramer Pharmacy keep you healthy this holiday season. All of our staff in Altamont and Teutopolis would like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good luck, Indians. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Ah, there it is. That unmistakable sound of an ice-cold Pepsi to get you through another holiday season. Yes, the holidays can really crank those Pepsi cravings into overdrive. It's like you look away for half a second and then bang! You're dancing the holiday hustle just to keep up. Remember to pause. Refuel. With a refreshing and always delicious two liter of Pepsi or diet Pepsi. Give thanks and pass the Pepsi. 
It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 and North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Cesar Valier High School. It was day number one of the Cesar Valier Holiday Tournament and it was a successful round one game as Altamont comes away with the big winner 82-21 over Century and we're joined by Coach John Nevery here after the game and Coach, congratulations on the opening round win and it's one of those games where it was a total team performance once again. Yeah, got to get got to win the first one to get to the next one so uh, we Never fear an opponent, but you always respect them. So uh, I think the boys did a good job of that coming out. They, they, they uh, executed offensively and defensively. All right, yeah, and it was kind of vintage Altamont basketball there. You were also helping that you made your shots, but you were getting points off turnovers and causing a lot of turnovers there in that first half there and playing some vintage Altamont basketball there. Yeah, our defense caused our defense caused the turnovers, got us out and running. Um, you know, in the second half we tried to do a little bit you know, run some plays, whatever, uh, you know. Uh, but the first half, everybody came to play. I think the boys are hungry. I think, uh, I think, come stemming from the Casey game, we're going to we're gonna go on a little roll here. Uh, you know, it was, it was a total team effort, as you said. Uh, you know, I, the boys played hard. It's, right, and I also said in the pregame there, that after that Casey win, it's kind of one of those games where you wanted to keep playing afterwards because yep. you were playing so well, and then, it was nice to see that you kind of carried over that performance. We talked about it, of carrying it into this tournament, and at least on the first day, you did that, especially with uh, Thursday not having the, the game like we thought. Yeah. Um, and so it was a great thing to come out after that Casey game and get one here. Yeah, we had we had practice Wednesday, and then we were off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we, yeah. haven't, we haven't picked up a ball till this morning. Um, so it was good to get back out on the floor, uh, get, our, get some of the rust off, Get our legs back, you know, especially Eric Coleman, you know, getting a little bit of time. Um, so it was, you know, not that we, you know, not that we need need a fifty point win, but it was kind of good just to get get the ball back in our hands and kind of get up and down the floor a little bit. 
Oh, yeah, and then uh, when we caught up before the, the pregame, he told me that Coleman was going to be uh, back in and going to be playing a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it was nice to see uh, him getting back in the lineup and trying to work at him uh, yeah. back, back into the rotation a little bit. He's, yeah, he, he got he got tired pretty quick. You know, he, he, we tried to play him sure. more a bit at, at first. Uh, we didn't play him in the second half, but, you know, he, he's a big integral of this, you know, part of this team. Uh, he, you know, we need him to be as good as we possibly can, so. Uh, we'll just kind of keep working his way back. Yeah, yeah, and then there's a few people that I could uh, talk about there individually with uh, the performances uh, that they had. You know, Elam there in the second quarter with those three threes and doing what he's capable of. Uh, Avery was coming off the bench uh, tonight. He was in double figures. Mason Robinson was in double figures as well. And then Kata Miller, he was uh, came off the bench there in uh, great minutes there and almost hit double figures as well. And uh, Eli Miller also uh, played a great in the second half there. Uh, as well filling in yeah it could be anybody each night that's that's the great thing about this team it could be somebody different you know Avery didn't start but yet we know he can put up points when he's you know he's but you know it's kind of rotating the starters a little bit right now so he person gets his turn and kind of changes the minutes uh you know Dylan we saw a good game with Oblong a good shoot yeah. performance tonight so we know what he could do uh base is always base is always steady he's 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 kind of a stat filler for us. Sometimes yeah. it might not be points, but it's other things. You know, yeah. we love we love what Cade Miller is bringing to us right now. And, you know, and, and most years, Eli Miller would be getting some more, a lot more varsity minutes than normal because that kid just plays hard constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, we love we he, you know he makes us better every day in practice. Uh, he'll be you know there'll be a game this year where he might come off the bench and play a lot more minutes. So um, you know him and him and Aiden really bring some energy you know in that aspect. So. Um, you know, it's good to get those guys that play against the varsity in there every night. You know, they 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 go through everything that the the top sure. top eight or nine ten guys do. So uh, it's always it's always a blast to see them get to play. Oh, and now you had the, about a few days off there after the the Cage game and the weather and stuff, and now you're right back at it tomorrow in this tournament uh, format. Here, you're gonna uh, take a little bit and uh, stick around uh, for the game, maybe a little bit to watch the Johnsonville and the Walton. Uh, Bill, and you're going to take on the winner tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. afternoon. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen either one. I got some film, but I haven't watched them. So, uh, you know, it kind of be seeing what both teams do. I, I, I've seen that they both have good, some good wins, some quality wins on their schedule. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to be ready to play tomorrow night. Well, you were definitely came in here ready to play, uh, that's for sure. And I just shot it lights out and picked up a big uh, win here to start off the tournament. <laughs> yeah, just keep it going yeah. here. And Coach, well, we'll let you go here, right. and uh, yeah. yep, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon there for uh, the next game there. So I appreciate the coach for coming out and uh, coming over and uh, talking after the uh, game there. And uh, so, like I said, we'll be uh, back here tomorrow afternoon, five o'clock. Well, afternoon, evening. I'm used to saying afternoon, but uh, tomorrow evening there at uh, five against either the uh, winner of this game, the seventh seed at uh, Johnson City or Waltonville coming up, and the Century will slide into the consolation bracket. It'll take on the loser of this contest there. So, get some final numbers here before I get out of here for the day. As Dylan Elam ended up leading the away and scoring, he had 15 points. And Mason Robinson with 13. Avery Arhouse with 12. Uh, let's see here. Trying to put him in order quickly. Uh, Cannon Earhart, he had 9. Jada Miller, he had 9 points as well. And Wyatt Phillips with 8. He had the 
was actually kind of narrowed. He had seven points on this calculator there. Logan Cornette, he had uh, six points. We had Wyatt Phillips with eight. And then Nate Stimke with four. Kane Davis with a three, that late three-pointer there. Eli Miller with a two points. And let's see, make sure I got all of them. Uh, Eric Coleman also slid in there and uh, scored a, a point. So a nice to have him back out there on the floor. Also, uh, Jared Hammer played but did not score. Alec Yarhouse played but did not score there. And anybody else? Ada McManoy, he played but didn't score. And Hayes Seaver played but did not score either. So a uh, big winner there, 82-21, the uh, victory for the Altima Indians there. As that was a continuous running clock, so only seven points scored for Altamata there. And uh, they essentially had their tied for their best uh, quarter as well. As they had seven points in the quarter as well. The Altamata had quarters of 28, 31, 14, and 7 for their 80. century. they were uh, led in, or actually I'll just run down the uh, numbers here. As uh, Connor Skaggs, he had three points. Matt Nail, he had two points. Landon Kisner, he had two points. Brandon Stewart, he had two points. Neal, he had a point. Uh, Kobe Moore uh, rushing, he had two points. And they did have another, uh, also, Adam Take had, uh, see, he had five points. They did have uh, another player get in there for a century that scored as well, but was not in the roster. Number wasn't on the roster sheet there. But Altamont comes away with the win, 82-21 over a century. So, We'll be back at 5 o'clock tomorrow here in Assessor for either Johnson City or Waltonville against the Altamont Indians. And don't forget, coming up at 11.30 tomorrow approximately, the girls will be here on Jack FM as it's Lady Indians basketball starting off the Mattoon Holiday Tournament against Mattoon. And then at 3 o'clock, they'll switch over to a 98.9 the game, WHQQ, uh, for their 3 o'clock session game. And I'll be back with you at 5 o'clock here on Jack. So that'll do it for me. Here today, hope everyone had a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas uh, yesterday. And Upmont begins the Assessor Holiday Tournament. So far, it's so good here with the opening round victory, 80-21. to Big thanks to Derek back in the studio for helping turn on the dials and get me on and off the air here today. So this is Travis Sparks getting back to the music, playing the music that we want here on Jack FM. And also, we'll be back here tomorrow afternoon for Lady Indians basketball. Until then... Have a great rest of your evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.